today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and the president of Vacuuman is with us once again. Uh, I hope you had a great week, Adam. I did, actually, Bill. I mean, aside from that one little winter storm we had to kind of dance around, uh, I actually had a fantastic week, actually. Well, I know you've been pretty busy, I, and you know we talk about duct cleaning and vacuum man. I got a question for you though, because this came up the other day, uh, conversation yep. with a friend of mine. Uh, dryer vents, and, and you yes. know you talk about cleaning the ducts in the house, and, and it's, it's, it's great because that's the air that we breathe more often than not. Uh, but a lot of people overlook the the, uh, the dryer uh, vent when you're talking about this. And that's actually, as, as I was talking to a friend of mine who's actually a firefighter, he says that a lot of people forget about that, and that's the cause of an awful lot of house fires. Especially now. In fact, this is probably the most common time that we have uh, dryer fires um, that we, we, Vacuuman actually assists a lot of the renovation companies after a fire or, or a circumstance that, that occurs due to the soot and the, and the, you know, the, the fire and, the, and otherwise that cause the damages inside the home. But dryer vents right now are definitely one of those areas because we're cooped inside you're doing your laundry, you're probably not paying much attention in respects to uh, cleaning out the vents. But uh, in most, there are ventless uh, dryers, by the way, but in most cases, homes have a vent where it, it exhausts outside the house. Um, mm-hmm. And this gets clogged. And especially why it's a uh, it's pertinent this time, Bill, is because a lot of our critters, where we're t- referring to birds, uh, mice, uh, they build nests inside the dryer vent. They want to keep warm too. And where's the warmest place than a dryer vent? So what happens is at this time, if it's not cleaned correctly, the airflow can't get through. Um, as it gets plugged, and and whether it's a nest uh, or whether it's it's dryer lint, um, it, it's static. It's static dry air, especially in the cold uh, temperatures like we have. Uh, there's not a lot of moisture. Therefore, a static spark is what technically happens inside the dryer vent, thus causing fires, whether it's a fire within the dryer itself, whether it's a fire in in the piping. Now, most dryer vents are actually still vented, Bill, uh, but metal gets hot uh, and otherwise, and it can cause a lot of damage. And it's probably the most common during this time, just because of the cold temperatures and the items I just re- referenced. Now, uh, if you do feel you have a concern, give us a call, Vacuman. Uh, my company would be more than happy to assist. We've been doing a lot of them right now. In fact, I just last week had a, uh, a friend of mine had his dryer catch on fire. And he fortunately was home at the time, uh, caught it. And again, this is the lesson. Don't leave the home, doing your dry- leaving the dryer on and go, oh, I'll come back home later. Um, it's usually pretty good to be home just because you can catch these unfortunate circumstances if they do happen. Yeah, I don't because we got a lot to talk about. But uh, you mentioned this to me years ago, and and in our old house that we were living in. So I went home, you know, got the stepladder out and went up there and and, from the outside. And the thing was only the vent was only about five feet long, you know, from the dryer to the to the outside vent. I got handfuls of stuff out there. I mean, you've I know there's a lint catcher there on the dryer, but it doesn't get all of it, does it? And and some of that stuff gets into the passageway. So just you know. Beware, that's all. And uh, as Adam says, you can ask vacuum in and they can have a look at it for you when they're doing their ducks. Now, your favorite topic, robotics. You love robotics, uh, especially love uh, as, as you've talked about whether how some of this technology is being used in the medical field. And there's some innovations happening right now. 
Yeah, and, and what's unique about this innovation, Bill, is it's Canadian. I get very excited about robotics, absolutely. I get super excited when I know it's a Canadian pro company. This is out of Toronto, it's called Titan. It's a medical device that's actually uh, called the Eno system. And what's unique about this new device out of Toronto is that it's got a surgical procedure, which involves, uh, again, not a surgeon, but uh, multiple doctors, nurses, uh, surgical nurses. Um, and of course, you know, you're, you're operating in a large in environment that's got to be sterile uh, and otherwise what this does is it actually it decreases the amount of space required to actually perform the surgery and it, it think of it and, and if I could describe it as a computer monitor and it, it has a seat and it's got two little robotic arms and you can control and code specifically what it uh, what it's supposed to do in the procedure itself so why what's unique about this actual uh, uh medical device is that they're rolling it out um and it's just in the process of getting patented but what i love about it is that operating rooms may not be as necessarily as big that means we can have more room to do other things like other surgical operations um it also has the ability uh by not taking up less space to be able to have a less invasive incision. So it's specifically built for abdominal incisions, uh, particularly for checking for bacterial concerns or uh, medical issues that you may have. And it does it in such a fine way that it doesn't uh, leave scarring or potential you know, issues with uh, uh, after infections and otherwise. So this is a company out of Toronto, very excited about the next stage of this. I'll keep people posted on this uh, because it does in decrease the amount of uh, concerns as, as we have when we go in for surgery, other complications, and it takes up less space. There's so many good reasons for why this robotic development is going to be a good thing. Excellent stuff. Uh, for those who uh, love uh, the, the Schwarzenegger movies, uh, one of the classics, the all-time classics, of course, was Terminator. Uh, and, and people remember that movie, Adam, for two reasons. Uh, one was I'll Be Back, uh, and the other was the bad guy who was able to turn himself into a liquid and reform himself or regenerate himself. And I thought, well, that's a little fantastic. Apparently, it's happening now. Well, and again, I share you know, this in a fashion. with the... With the division of more understanding how it works, I think I was talking to someone about this and there was like, oh my God, we're, we're going to die. We actually have the T-1000 is actually going <laughs> to exist. And I remember watching it as a kid, uh, my friends in high school, we actually went to the drive-in to see, it was one of the most phenomenal movies. And you're right, it was a thriller to say the least. Um, actually, this has been developed. Um, uh, Carnegie Mellon University and Chinese University of Hong Kong have actually developed a material robotics that, that can live liquefy itself. It, I mean, it doesn't look like the T-1000 from the uh, uh, Terminator. It actually looks very, very small, almost like a Lego man. Um, and what it does is it can actually you know, uh, liquefy uh, from a solid base and be able to move through, uh, you know, small little orifices. Now, let me explain the benefit of this before we get mm -hmm. into the fear of it's now going to overtake <laughs> the world. Um, first of all, it is developed for, again, a medical purpose. And what is the purpose is that it can liquefy itself going through the body and it's developed with the intention of being able to carry, say, a time release medication or say, you you know, swallowed or, you know, ate a penny, I, I think was the example. If a, a copper uh, uh, item or something happened to get inside a bullet uh, inside your body, this robotic uh, micro micro operating development would be able to liquefy, go through the body, release the medication at the same time, be able to capture the foreign object from the body and be able to then move itself through 
holding by solidification the uh, foreign object in the body and removing it. Um, so we can, you know, don't go worrying about it turning into razor blades and otherwise and <laughs> going through and creating havoc and chaos in the world. The T-1000 is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, the good news is that it does exist and it's now being used in the vision of being able to create a ability to help medical purposes by liquefying it again, solidifying itself to remove it from the body. Fascinating stuff. And, and as I say, the medical technology here is, is really just awesome. We're going to do a quick break. We're going to come back. This is uh, Tech Talk. We do this every Friday with Adam Oldfield. And uh, we'll be back after a short break on The Bill Kelly Show. You're listening to The Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield's here. This is Tech Talk. We do this uh, every Friday at 1130. Brought to you by Vacuuman. Uh Saw a piece, and I, I'm sure you've seen this too, Adam. It was in the Wall Street Journal the other day, because uh, you've been talking about smart appliances, and they're all over the place right now. Smart TV, smart toaster, smart this, smart that. Uh, and according to this article, more than 50% of smart appliances are not being utilized. Uh, I, I don't know, are we intimidated by these things, or we just don't know, or are they too intricate? What's going on here? The, the initial purchase. Yeah. Uh, always gives the sense that you're getting something really cool. It's got bells and whistles and all these oh, sort yeah. of things. And you sign in and it's going to tell you how, how performance is happening, analytics. It's going to give you uh, an energy saving status of, of how it can be better. And then, you know, you, you, you buy it, you put it together and, you know, we'll use a dishwasher as an example. You put your dishes in, you put your, your, your pods in, you close it, you turn it on, you walk away, it's clean. And you don't really think about it much after that. And that goes probably with your washer. Maybe it goes with your, uh, you know, your stove, your fridge. You, you open it, you put your groceries in. That's what it was intended to do. It was meant to cool, wash your dishes, and do the job. Well, yeah, a lot of these manufacturers are, are really crying out that all of these bells and whistles and benefits that many people are entitled to have with the purchase, they're just not utilizing it. So, you know, when you purchase it, you then sign in, and a lot of the reasons I can say for this, Bill, is statistically, uh, and I can't blame the world, uh, how many manufacturers um, and any kind of service that you've signed up with have not been able to protect our privacy. So that's one of the main reasons in, in a recent poll that, that was reviewing this, number one. Number two, we really don't have time or care if it's if it's not washing the dishes, which I bought it to do, you don't really care much about what you want to know. I mean, how involved and excited can you be knowing that, you know, the pods are giving you a much more efficiency and you can watch your bar chart of how many dishes are getting clean and what kind of grease is being removed. It's great. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a tech guy and I, I might take interest in that, but I'm going to take the other 97% and go, if my dishes aren't washed, I really don't care what else you need to tell me about this thing. So we're not really utilizing the world isn't that excited. And the reason why it's a concern and they're bringing this forth, by the way, is because they, the manufacturers, Whirlpools, LGs, uh, Samsung, all of them, they want that information. Um, they want the data because they use it to help them better, pre better prepare their business and make it work correctly. So this is a big issue. This is really large because they're selling it like they sold it in the 50s and they want user data. Here's the other part. People aren't upgrading. 
And because of security details and otherwise, these apps require you to update, including the, the washer dryer appliance. Many people are like, I, I, again, way too much. I got better things to deal with. Inflation is high. Trudeau's coming to visit. I got to worry about what my kids are doing <laughs> for school. If it's online, offline, is there snow day? No one's worried about whether your dishwasher has been upgraded and if, whether or not I'm going to be able to get the stats. So uh, all those crazy cool things um the uh, manufacturers are looking for you to sign up and register and but it doesn't but make that's sense part of the paranoia isn't it i mean even even if the dishwasher is just going to say well you're eating a lot of grease i mean you know the stuff on your dishes every night uh you don't want anybody to know hey that's my business you know and, and who's who are they going to tell that to and are they going to make a value judgment on me and is it is the machine even watching me now i mean come on yeah how, i mean because you, you talked about this on a previous program how many people are paranoid about alexa uh you know it's here it's listening to me it might well, be. Not only is it, 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 yeah. And, and Roomba. Remember Roomba? Roomba yeah. was taking photos of people while it was vacuuming. And yeah, I know. We, we had words. We, we had words with our Roomba about that. Yeah. You know, you had to close doors for it. But it and, and it can be a little intimidating because of that. So I, I fully understand this. Just show me the on-off switch. You know, I don't want that other stuff. It comes with it, but I'm not going to use it. And where is well, the on-off switch, by the way? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, let's talk about uh, our different communication platforms. And, you know, the big ones are, are always in the news, you know, Google and, and, and Twitter and everything else. Uh, you want to find out what's going on with platforms and the newest stuff. Uh, ask your kids. And I know that's what you do with your daughter. Well, you know what? And uh, I speak, there's different platforms to talk to your children. My talk yeah. to my, my youngest daughter through a program called Discord. Now, uh, you know, those that have children or grandchildren maybe mm, have heard of it, haven't heard of it. It's very popular as a messaging uh, development that allows people to talk to each other for gaming reasons. If you're a big gamer, you probably use oh, yeah? Discord. Um, well, there's an app that's going out, and this is interesting, Bill. It's called Gas. Came out in the summer of 2022, um, and in less than you know a year, it's already got seven million installs, becoming very popular with a lot of teenagers. Now, Discord just purchased it. Um, within less than a year, this software app has already got purchased by this program called Discord. Gas, the app, if you haven't heard of it, is allowing students and teenagers, particularly, that they can only give anonymous compliments. So when you sign up, instead of having this negative, angry uh, comment of, uh, you know, I don't like you, bullying and otherwise, this is a specific app for teenagers that can actually compliment anonymous, anonymous, uh, you get where I'm going, um, for yeah. people that are, you, you're <laughs> great at DJing or you see them playing football or, and you can give only positive comments. Now, why this is interesting is that we talked about how social media uh, on this show in the past, Instagram has drawn down insecurities and otherwise. Um, this app is a likely to not bring any insecurities. However, the, you know, researchers are arguing, well, if you're, then people are always looking for gratification. It actually does insecure, increase the, uh, the teenagers. So anyway, the point is this app is called gas and we'll probably hear more about it. It just got purchased in the idea is that it's a complimenting, um, app that you can only give compliments anonymously to people. Um, the other aspect of this unique software is it's a subscription-based system. So if you pay a small fee a month, I don't know what the, the fee is, it's between 2 and $10, we'll say, um, the student then can get hints 
as to who's complimenting them. So versus it being fully uh, anonymous, you can pay them a subscription fee and you'll be able to find out maybe who's giving you a big thumbs up or a pat on the back and telling you you're doing great. This is a very, I'm going to keep an eye on this, Bill. It's interesting to see that this app has gained such popularity, has already been purchased and is going to be rolling out in a video game platform messaging system. So if you see your son or daughter asking one of their friends to have gas, they're talking about the app, okay? Just so you can be clear on that. Uh, got time for one more here. I want to talk about this. And I'm glad you brought this one into the program today. Uh, it's basically a warning about being aware and obvious what's going on uh, when Google ads and 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 the, the linkages here and, and, uh, and that evil malware, which can pop up as a result when you least expect it to. This is more concerning than I've, I, I think is getting, it needs more attention on this, honestly, Bill. What's happening is if you've searched for something online, you've seen it where there's three links at the top and there's a little word ad on it, that you would assume that these would be credible links that are going to give you information or software that you are seeking. The key is, is that Google has a real problem and they're trying, they're claiming that it's against their policies and otherwise, but what they're doing is setting up hackers, malware, are creating links for popular programs like, uh, say, you were downloading Discord or downloading a, a, any software. Uh, it looks like you're downloading specifically the program that has an ad, so you feel credible. And what it's doing is actually loading software that gives access to your system that could steal your banking details, steal your uh, your credit or your, your logins and passwords. Um, and this is a big issue. And this is something to keep in mind. So don't think that just because you're clicking a Google ad that you're getting yourself a credible link. So keep that in mind. It's a very, very large uh, issue right now. And it's it's becoming a bit of a deep concern. And right now, Google's playing kind of dancing around it, Bill. They're kind of saying, we're addressing it. And if we understand it, we remove them right away. Yes, but it's a big issue. Very big. So be yeah, careful. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're out of time. I love doing this with you. Of course, we do this every Friday at uh, 1130. Uh, Vacuuman, of course, the sponsor of uh, Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield. Adam, have a great week. We'll talk again next Friday. Thanks, Bill. You take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.